Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners i know we all love to clink clink but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back you know what i mean are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year well recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are zero percent alcohol made with real fruit only 25 calories or less sweetened with agave infused with functional ingredients and they taste just like your favorite cocktails just without the alcohol i love the recess paloma because i love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello, hello, Gretchie. Hello, hello. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Well, this week has uh, really, you remember we said where the summer was winding down of like a few weeks ago, but now it's definitely wound. Wound. Yeah. We did have a last summer trip to the Bass Lake that we go to every year. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? What do I think about that? <laughs> I think I wish I was there with you. <laughs> you were in Colorado. I was in Colorado, but yeah, you you guys have a real good time. That's a really good trip for you. It is a really good trip. There was a little hiccup this time because in the first day that we were there at this magnificent cabin, that's my friends that we really appreciate using, there was a little mouse in the kitchen. Oh, we have bad luck when it comes to mice. You do? We both do. Yeah, they're in my garage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she sends me pictures of them when she oh. finds them dead. Well, actually, 
So I actually send pictures of rats to Gretchen because mm-hmm. I live next to a field and for whatever reason, my dogs tend to catch these massive rats and they're freaking huge. Yeah, I know. It's so gnarly. It's really gnarly. In my, in my garage, I've only found mice, little ones. That's good. Not in my house, but in our vacation house, there was one in the kitchen and then I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And it was out like during breakfast. Oh, yeah, because it's not used to people being there all the time. So he's like, hey. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So then I went and opened the cabinet downstairs to put a DVD in for the kids to watch a movie. Found another one? Yeah, I didn't only find it. What did it. you guys do? It I mean, did you call hopped, an exterminator or something? Oh, yeah. This one hopped across my feet. I almost oh. fucking died. I was like, oh my God. And they're so fast. They're like, you can't catch them, right? So yes, we had an exterminator come out while we were there. We were watching TV and my daughter is like the animal lover of all animal lovers, which I am too, but you know. Yeah. But when there's rats. Yeah. We got to take care of that situation. So a guy sets up traps and we're, it's just the five of us sitting watching TV real nice and quiet. And you hear the like, Oh, yeah. And Kyla gets up and she goes to look. She's like, Mom, I think that was a rat trap. I was like, oh, probably not. Mm -hmm. She's like, goes and looks and it is, it's not dead. It's like, yeah, in the midst. Yeah. She starts hysterically crying. Sean gets up and he grabs the bag and puts the thing in there. And he's like, I'm going to go take it out. I think it was just the tail. Yeah, it's just the tail. We're just going to let it go. Like, yeah. So anyways, we caught three while we were there. Oh my gosh. We caught one in the house I lived before. Do you remember this? I don't know. I had one. It was a real rough Oh no, I remember. I was like, because I knew there was one in my house and we couldn't get it. And we, you know, set the traps and I couldn't sleep at night because I would hear it. And I was like freaking out. Right. So anyways, we went camping. So we'd been gone. So I think he got real familiar with our house and was like, oh, hey, came out in the morning, just wandered across my kitchen floor. Like, what are you doing here, lady? Anyways. We had kind of a wine refrigerator yes. in the cabinet thing, and he crawled in this area, like kind of behind a refrigerator. So I just threw a bunch of towels like in front of it to like block them in there. Yeah. And then we had this trap that was like an electrocution chamber, like a tunnel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and does it electrocute them? So there was only one way out. So I put that. Yeah trap so that if he tried to get out he would go in there well i'm waiting around all day my husband will not come home from work he works an hour away he did not feel it was the need to come home (laughs) and i think i hear the trap buzzing but i can't look so i went to the next door neighbor did you get him to come look i was like dude i need your help i need you to look and was it there? Oh, I totally called his man card because he was not like, oh, I want to really help out this <laughs> lady. But he did. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I, okay, I see him. He's there. But he wasn't in the trap yet. So we kind of cornered him and then the thing ran in the trap. But. So you murdered him? Yes, yeah, so I murdered. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> 
I called the vector control hotline. Like, you know how many, it's a problem. Like two rats can like repopulate 700 in like a year or something. It's like something crazy. If you call vector control, you can hear it for yourself. Like it's a problem. They spread disease. Anywho, my husband was so mad at me because after the neighbor helped me kill this rat, I gave him a towel because I'm like, I don't need to see this towel ever again. You just wrap it up in this towel, put it out. Luckily, it was trash day. I was like, let's just throw the whole thing away. Well, that little electrocution chamber was like $50. (laughs) And apparently it's like reusable. (laughs) But I was like, I was like, you just throw that whole thing away. Well, I'm sure Jeremiah's thinking if we had one, we have more. Well, we just moved because I don't stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. But everybody's got them. So then we were thinking maybe the vacation house not necessarily the way to go because you need you actually need people in there could you imagine if we weren't there and it went for i don't know a few weeks without anybody there they can do so much damage yeah you should see i already saw damage in their house that they did they like clot things and anything that has like cushiony stuff and yeah and they I mean, wires i mean they're really yeah, yeah it's a situation it is a situation so it was definitely a situation for for us but we're still grateful we got to stay there Mm -hmm. but that was a situation and then Mm. before i get into it no get into it i mean did we not have any more fun colorado stories oh i wanted to tell you another thing that happened really quick but now i feel like i'm talking the whole time but you could probably contribute okay so we went to the beach also not in bass lake but you know in ventura actually oh yeah and we find like a nice little spot. My mom actually went first because I wouldn't normally pick the pier for like a beach to hang out at. Right. But it does have a playground, which is like real ideal if you have little kids. Yeah. So, and it's walking distance from my mom. So mom, I get it. Like why you picked it. Yeah. My mom listens. She's an avid listener. Yeah, she is. So thanks mom. But anyways, my mom took the kids to the beach. So we ended up meeting them there. And we got a really good spot. Everything's great. The kids are having fun. Then I'm like, why are my kids all the way over underneath the pier doing like their burying and sandcastle building? Mm -hmm. And I go over. They're like, Mom, come look. We buried Colton. Like, okay. They bury him not even like five feet from the homeless guy sleeping under the pier. Yeah. I was like, could you not like pay attention to what's going on <laughs> around you? I'm... That's probably not ideal place. Oh, you know what my mom did one time? She took my sister's kids to go swimming in the fountains at the mission. <laughs> which... <laughs> no, she did Okay, yes. Yeah. So if you're from Ventura or not from Ventura, the mission is like a downtown area and there is a big homeless community. That probably always there, showers yes. in the fountain. And so my sister told me this. And <laughs> sorry, mom, but you did do this. And um, that my mom thought it would be real fun. And there's like a kind of a inventor. It's, I don't know. There's this photographer, Jim Martin, who has this great picture of a homeless woman taking a bath in the fountain. <laughs> there's also a park downtown that we just call Needle Park. Yeah. So it's like not the oh, best place no, to like let your kids place. run around. Maybe. So I think that the burying in the sand under the pier is actually better than that. 
Yes, for sure it is. Mm -hmm. It was a teaching moment for my children to be aware of their surroundings. Yeah. And speaking of that, I did have some carpet cleaning done and on Gretchen's request, I don't know if you guys listened to the episode, but she told me I need to take a picture of the person. And so instead I just said, I need your ID and I'm going to take a picture of it before you even step foot in my house. And that's what I do with everybody. Yeah. And everybody's cool about it. So Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that request. So, you know, just teaching people and your children and your house, your spouse and yourself to be aware of your surroundings. Not that a homeless person is going to do anything to no, you. No, not that they're not. But you know what? It's like things were so different when we were growing up. Like I took the city bus and I did a lot of stuff. Like I had a lot more free reign and our kids don't have any. Like we, like times have just changed, you know, like we're, we don't make them scope out situations and understand like what kind of people are like in the room. And if you get lost, who should you ask? Look for the mom. Right. You know? So you got to teach them. We have to get better about kind of teaching them because we're not going to just send them out to play until the streetlights come on, you know, know. like we used to. That's what I did. Like, so I think awareness is like pretty key. Yeah, for sure. So I'm... 100% 100% down with being aware. Yeah. Cool. It doesn't tie into my story. It doesn't. Although, maybe, I don't know, maybe the city needs to be more aware. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay, okay. so anyways, you guys, I'm talking today. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. I always like when Gretchen talks better. Is that weird? No. <laughs> It's not weird. I feel the same so way. Opposite. That's so funny. I like your I like your talking, Gretchy. So I'm gonna talk to you today about Lieutenant Charles Joseph Glenowitz. Okay. okay. That last name really had me because oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. spelt real funk. Okay. I think just having that last name and having to spell it would make you crazy. Yeah. But anyways, and for this reason, he didn't really go by that name. So anyways, he was born in 1963 and he was from Fox Lake, Illinois. Fox Lake is a small town, like real small, 10,600 people to be exact. Uh, That's real small. And since you, Gretchy, like to tell us about real estate in cities, guess what I did? (laughs) Oh, awesome. I took myself to, you know, the Zillow. Yeah. And I found out that you can get a pretty nice place for around $160,000 there. Right. And if you want the primo real estate, super fancy with a dock on the lake, like real good. Yeah. It's about $300,000. Kind of sounds dreamy. (laughs) I know. Yeah. like, wow, God, you can't even get a condo around here for that. Nope. So Charles Joseph. He was army veteran and he went by the name of, let's just say, G.I. Joe. Oh, I like that. I know. Me too, actually. So to say consistent in my story, I'm just going to call him Joe or G.I. Joe. I'm not going to call him by his first name, Charles, which he did not go by. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know why we like the G.I. Joe? Why? Because we grew up in the 80s. Oh, yeah, like totally. G.I. Joe, right? Oh, my yeah. brother played with G.I. Joe. Gem. Oh, all that. All that. It's I always think about Jem. 
Oh yeah, it was my favorite. So Joe was in the Army Reserves from 1981, I think he was about 18, until 2007, where he got a lot of merits. Like a lot. Okay. He got like Army commendation. Commendations. Commendation? I've had like four champagnes, so (laughs) get it together, Tab. Oh yeah, we didn't have cheers yet. (laughs) We didn't talk about what we're drinking. Champagne. Champagne, y'all. That's the second um, week in a row we've been drinking champagne. Well, it's good. It's summer. Yeah, okay. We're trying to keep the summer alive. Yeah. Anyways, he got a lot of... Okay, I'm not even going to read them all because that might actually seem plagiarizing. But I'm just going to say he's got a lot of badges. Okay? Okay. According to Joe's obituary online, he also had his bachelor's and master's degree from Kaplan University, which I find pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was a hardworking guy. In 1985, Joe, Joe joined the police force where he really came up the ranks in okay. his 30 year career. He held a bunch of positions, but this last one was Lieutenant, which is why I called him Lieutenant Charles. Okay. He also oversaw the Explorer program for many, many years. And are you, are you familiar with Explorers? Do you know what that is? Mm, it reminds me of the movie Up. There are explorers in that movie? Yeah, they are, actually. But uh, Well, he's like a Boy Scout. Explorer. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, so but no. So if you're no, not the answer familiar. is no. <laughs> <laughs> she listens or she watches. Actually, probably listen more than watch yeah. kid movies. Yeah. So anyways, explorers are teens that are interested in joining the police force they can sign up for Explorers. And then sometimes, I think in our high school, you could sign up through school and you can get credit. Oh, um, yeah. I sort of recall. You remember that mm-hmm. kind of thing? Yeah. So anyways, they go to the police station and they learn about the job and the job experience before they actually have to like sign up for it. So it starts at around 14 years old and they can go all the way up to 20 years old. And I think even firefighters might even be a little bit older they have that for firefighting also. Okay. And I know that because my boyfriend at one time was an explorer before he became a firefighter. Oh. And my cousin Shane also was an explorer in high school for the fire department, which my boyfriend was like the boss of. Okay. So I'm kind of familiar with the explorer well, For program. the record, we're pretty glad that you got rid of that boyfriend. He listens. Oh, what up, dude? <laughs> it all worked out i'm sure it all worked out for him and he has great i'm sure everybody's happy you know we all move on Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm turning red no i don't know if he listens i'm just assuming he does probably actually he might not because it's not a slight on him it's a cheers to sean and your beautiful family and children 100 like you know yeah we're all doing great around yeah. here and over there, I'm sure. Faithfully. We're all doing great faithfully. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Didn't he cheat on you? Oh, yeah. 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 So I, <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> Who's not being faithful? I don't think he was faithful the whole time. He says otherwise, but that's getting really deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on with Joe. Okay, Joe. Who maybe wasn't so faithful, okay? Okay. Maybe this, like, men in uniform thing just gives people, like, not a faithful... Oh, for sure. Okay. I, for you know, sure. I'm not the only one that thinks that, I guess. This Explorer program really gets, like, these kids, like, mentors and whatever. And Joe was that guy. He okay. was, over the years, he mentored hundreds of kids. They revered him as a hero. And people in this small town love and respected him. Okay. You know? And they they really saw his dedication to youth, his upbeat personality, and his ability to get the job done is really awesome. Okay? Okay. So besides work, Joe had a wife named Melody, and he had four sons. Now, I saw the picture of their family, and I was like, holy heck, I have two boys. I can't even imagine having four boys. It seems no. crazy bananas to me, but I think since they had like a drill sergeant father, they probably were all in line. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like you were telling me about somebody that has children real in line recently. It's not like me. <laughs> no, it's, and you know, no shade on them. They're real good and they're a military family, but I'm just not (laughs) (laughs) like at all yeah so every time my kids whine and are like oh i want to and and i say have a lollipop yeah Yeah. then i feel like oh gosh okay so on september 1st 2015 joe was at work and he actually only had one more month of work until he was set to retire yeah. Okay, that's like not that long. So Joe calls into the radio that he was on a pursuit of three unknown men near an old vacant cement factory. Okay. I said cement, and then I thought to myself, cement. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying semen. <laughs> cement. Cement. Factory. Okay. Okay, so the operator asks if he needed backup, and he says yes. And when backup arrived, G.I. Joe had been shot twice and was lying dead in the woods. Oh, sad. So this 52-year-old police officer was shot once in his bulletproof vest and once right kind of above the vest in a downward position. That was his fatal shot. Yeah. Okay. Now, from this point, you can only imagine a police is, police officer's down, there's three people on the run, and everybody is, like, on high alert. I mean, there's only 10,000 people in this town, you know? Yeah. So they have a massive manhunt. It had They had 400 law officers looking for these three cop killers. And the city was on lockdown. Law enforcement personnel was everywhere. And it actually turns out they narrowed in on these three homeless guys. I guess that does tie in to my old my story about these homeless people. But I guess, but they had guns. I don't think of homeless people as having guns. I don't think so either. So it was two black guys and a Mexican guy or a Hispanic. I don't know if it was Mexican. But it turns out at the end of the day, these guys had alibis. They were eating breakfast at the time and had a receipt. And the guys were like, yeah, no, not them. 
but they really harass the heck out of him. Mm. Oh. Anyways, let's move on from that and thousands. So we're going to Joe's funeral. Okay. Thousands of people showed up. Oh. The governor, Bruce Rauner of Illinois, ordered the flags to be at half staff. And many of people in the community blamed his death on Black Lives Matter movement. And then the, like the cop, you know, like how people were going against cops. Um, and then when they said, they probably said they have these three guys. And so then it really looks pretty bad. That seems whack. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Lights, ribbons on trees and hero signs were hung around this small town. And I can just say everyone was super sad. Okay. Until. Until. Okay. Until. A few weeks went by and some shocking news came out. What was it? G.I. Joe himself was actually not shot by three random guys in the woods. Joe had actually shot himself. What? 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 The Romo area that he had this pursuit and shot himself, he actually had the explorers there before concocting a fake pursuit. So, you know, they do these, like, in the explorers, they set up these situations where they make believe something's happening. And it happened to be in that same location, ironically. Okay. So Joe was hiding something. And that something was about to be revealed to the community by a woman that was auditing the Explorer program named Anne Marin. Anne was a Fox Lake Village administrator and had been auditing the program. And she was about to find out that for years, Joe hadn't been embezzling thousands of dollars. It's always about the money. I know. So... Joe actually decided at first that he was going to frame the auditor by planting drugs on her. And then, like, he had some, like, different plans, right? Like, like he thought about that. And then he actually contacted somebody to get a gang member to kill her. Mm, Rolling my eyes. When that didn't work out, she had requested some information that he kind of was giving her the runaround about. And she said, you know what? I need it today by whatever time. And Joe couldn't do it. Okay. And so instead of fussing up and taking the hit, he decided to kill himself and stage it like a murder. Which is So I don't get that. Well, I think that maybe he thought, and this is pure speculation because nobody really knows, but... What I'm thinking is he probably thought, maybe if I commit suicide, or no, maybe if I get murdered. Oh, this is what I think, actually. I think he thought, if I get murdered, maybe that all will not come out. But if he committed suicide, it would all come out? No, I think if he committed suicide, his wife might not get his pension. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I think she actually can probably still get his pension. Well, maybe but, life insurance, because that is like a, if you commit suicide, they can't collect your life insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. But I bet you. Yeah. With four kids, he should have life insurance being a police officer. Oh, I'm sure. A big, big check. Yeah. So 
To find all this out did take some digging and investigators in Fox Lake didn't want to believe that this could be true at first, right? Right. But the coroner at first came out and said that it was suicide or because they found out it's he was killed by his own gun. Oh. So then they were like, well, I guess the perpetrators could grab his gun and shoot him. Yeah. So they en- ended up taking DNA from Joe's gun, which they found a ton of DNA from, not just his own. And it turns out that he was letting all the explorers use his gun. Oh. Which is kind of against the rules. Yeah. Probably not okay. And so then they went and got DNA testing from the explorers. And I think at the end of the day, after all of this came out, I think there was a guy that came forward and said, you know what? You guys have to really figure this out because it was suicide. He's stealing money. He's having his lavish lifestyle with his wife and whatever. Yeah. So in the recent days before his suicide, he had deleted thousands of text messages that proved he and his wife had taken the money. Now, I found a few of these text messages on The Guardian. Okay. I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Okay. This is what came out in the court records. And so they're only allowing his name to be read. And then they say like individual two and individual one. I'm going to speculate here that individual two is his son and individual one is his wife. Okay. I think it's said that his wife and son knew about this money. So he sends individual two. He says, I'm sticking my neck out here with loaning you over $2,377 to fix your truck only to help accommodate your summer leave trip to. Okay. So basically he's saying, I'm loaning you this money out of this Explorer program to fix your truck. Another one, the day before his death, he says, and he's speaking about Ann Marin, the auditor. He says, she has now demanded a complete inventory of Explorer Central and Financial Report, FML, which means fuck my life. Right. There's a lot more text messages that haven't been released and there is a gag order on them. So, okay. Well, this is just like what I just posted on our private Facebook group, which you should all join if you haven't, which said that dance like no one is watching, but text and email like it will be read out loud in a court of law. I know. And also, know. it doesn't even matter if you delete it. Like, just like we could see with the Michelle Carter case, because those texts were deleted too. They can bring them back. Do not put anything in writing that is incriminating. I know. Okay. So I'm going to get to that right now. Okay. So, because there's a little, there's a little. Thing that you may not know of. There's a thing called marital privilege. Do you know this? Oh, a little, sort of. Okay. But let me get to this. So in January 2016, which is just, you know, less than six months after he committed suicide, his wife, Melody Glenowitz, was indicted for dispersing charitable funds without authority for personal benefit and money laundering. 
And she basically has been set to go on trial on and off for the past three years, but there's this like little hiccup. Okay. And it's called marital privilege, which means communication between spouses are privileged. And depending on what state you live in, so I, I contacted my friend Heather, who's an attorney, to kind of ask her about this. And I think she said in civil court, they are always like, it's always allowed marital privilege, but in criminal court, it depends on the state. But I think in Illinois, where they're from, it is a thing, right? They say like, basically your communication going to your husband or wife is sealed unless you say that it's not. Okay. Okay. Unless there is a divorce and then your privilege is broken. Oh. So if it's like a divorce proceeding, then those communications can come out. Okay. So here's where it gets a little tricky. Melody actually gave her phone to her attorneys at will, which kind of broke her marital privilege. Yeah. But her phone had been wiped clean before she gave it up. So they can't find any of those text messages. They can only find it on Joe's phone, even though it had been deleted. Yeah. It hadn't been fully wiped. You know, it was just, you know, the first step in the whole clearing situation. Yeah. So now Joe's phone has those text messages. They have been recovered, but... You know, he's not the one that said. He's not the one that turned over his phone. Yeah. So this is where it's like... Yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated. And I think that the courts are saying are going to say they can't, they can't do it. They can't show it. And without that, I don't think Melody has enough. I don't think it seals the case for the prosecutor. So I want to say that she probably will get off. And unless she doesn't really get a fair trial. I'm still confused how he shot himself. Twice, too. We talked about this. I know, yeah. That's a good point in the episode. Yeah. Um, How? He shot himself in the bulletproof vest first. It didn't do anything, right? And then the second one, and they both were at super close range. So the second one, I think he kind of went up and down, like near his heart. Oh, Okay. Now, here's a couple other facts that I uncovered while researching this episode. And I came across one from the Chicago Tribune that basically was like a one-liner or a two-liner that Joe had an affair with a woman. And he had this woman marry his son that was in the military so that they could, so that she could get they could get like money, extra money, $1,700 extra a month. And then he would split it with the lady his dad was having an affair with. Yeah. Which seems real bananas to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then I wanted to dig a little deeper because that was like really a quick thing. I was like, what? He had an affair and he, what? This person's married. Yeah. And you married my son. I mean, that's like getting real south to me. So I dug a little deeper and I found in the Daily Mail, which sometimes 
you know, it's kind of like the new and improved inquirer. So can't really, yeah, well, can't trust everything they say. You can't but, trust everything, but it's better than radar online is the absolute worst. Yeah. I mean, we've done some, we've seen some stuff in radar. That's why we read so much stuff and just put together what we think is like yeah, actuality. But anyways, this woman says they were only friends, her and Joe. She did marry the son for a quick year, but I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. Who knows? Another thing that was uncovered by the Daily Mail is that there were reports of sexual harassment and even he forced a woman to perform sex acts and promised to advance her in her career. But he was just like a police officer, though. I don't get it. But he was a lieutenant. Oh, okay. It also states he got pretty belligerent when he drank at the bars. And so, you know, I don't really like pulling skeletons out of the closet that aren't 100% fact. But I think this one about the sexual harassment is pretty well documented. Yeah. And all of this actually made the police department have a big shakeup. That's because, good. Yeah. And I think it's necessary because, yeah, they're probably, you know, the town is small and they're probably thinking this crazy corruption here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, actually. That stops there from what I know about him and his wife was set to go on trial July 1st of this year. Oh, wow. Which was real recent. And it got pushed again because of this communication thing oh so is she out on bail yeah i don't think Mm. she's gonna go i think they're gonna be a good this is gonna be a good update though yeah and i had a hard time with this episode because from what i read is he did do a lot of good things right Mm -hmm. i mean he did run that explorer program and from what i see i mean like you're taking some money out, you're putting some money in, you're taking some more money out. It's not legal and it's not okay, but it doesn't seem so... In a small town? Yeah, it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem that you should commit suicide when you have four young boys or even one in the military. Like the, Some of his kids were still pretty young and I just don't think you commit suicide. Like that's not... It's not that bad. It's bad. Listen, it's bad. It's bad, but but I think the weight of him actually being in such a small town and being kind of well-respected makes it seem like even more of the weight of the world is on your shoulders. You know, like you're going to be completely destroyed. Everyone you know would be talking about it. You have no anonymity in a small town. Yes, that's why he did it, I'm sure, because he was well-respected, and it's like a real sad thing, and I want to show you some pictures. Look at this. So this is a uh, sign that they had put up, and then once they found out that he, once the community found out that he was not the hero that they thought, it's a sign that says, a hero to many never dies, or something like that. I can't really read it, because... On top of it, somebody wrote forgotten and put a big L on his head and said lied, stole, and disgraced. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of sad. This is his wife. Okay. And this is him. I think that, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably did a decent job 
for years, but behind the scenes, he was kind of doing some shady stuff. Here's his kids. Well, that's real sad. I know. I mean, you know. But he didn't want it. So they also said in one article that he just didn't want to go to jail. Like he would be going to jail and being a cop in jail is probably not the best thing to be. Absolutely not. And I don't know. I mean, I think he just, I think maybe there's more skeletons in his closet that haven't even been uncovered because it seems like, like you're saying, like he wouldn't have just committed suicide over just a little embezzlement or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe he would. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he did. Seems like this lady was going to come out and be like, hey, you're going to the titty bar and you're using our money. Oh, yeah. 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 Well. Oh, my God. I want to tell you another story really quick that I just thought of. Okay. Speaking of cops, my girlfriend. Speaking of titty bars? What? Cops at titty bars? (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of them at titty bars. Yeah. But my friend that I just went out with the other night, she was telling me about a a cop when some girl that she knew in high school had a real bad driving record. Okay. I can't imagine. The next time she got pulled over or a speeding ticket, her license was going to be taken away. Mm -hmm. And so she said she was 16. Or 17 years old, she said to the cop, he pulled her over for speeding. Yeah. And she said, can I give you a hand job <gasps> or no. something instead of a ticket? And he said, yes. And she did it. No. Yeah. And this is close to where I am now, not in the exact city, but close. And the guy is still working. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that? I mean, yes, no, you can't believe that. my mouth is like on the floor. <laughs> that is crazy. I know. Would you ever? Gross. Clearly, if you saw my driving record, I never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was our cop episode. Okay. Hopefully, people learn from that. What is the moral of the story? We always say it's don't cheat on your wife. Yeah, well, again. Don't cheat on life. Life. I mean, just don't take money when it's not yours. Yeah. It's just not worth it. And don't commit suicide. It's so sad for your family. And look what his wife is having to go through. And Yeah, just move. He should well, have just quit his job and moved. So he was trying. So there's some other text messages I kind of uncovered that I didn't talk about. I think they were to his captain or somebody else in the, I think somebody else in the department. I couldn't really find out enough information. So that's why I didn't tell it in the story. But somebody else I think in the department knew. And so that's why he was set to retire. Oh. And then when it push came to shove where the village administrator was like, no, I need this today. It was like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. If you would, please, like we said in the beginning, or no, we didn't say it in the beginning, but we do like five five stars. Four stars are... Balls? Balls. Yeah. Five stars are great. (laughs) Way to go. Thanks. Uh, We'll be reading more of your comments and shouting out names. So if if you want us to shout out your real name when you give us a comment... 
let us know it. Um, if not, your real name in the thing, yeah. Yeah, if not, we'll just shout out your your name that you put on there. But if you want to put your real name on the bottom, you can. Where you're from, if you want, and we'll give you a little shout shout. And thanks for listening. Until and next we're on week. Twitter. Oh, you guys, we don't know what the heck we're doing, but we're tweet, trying. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> we're tweeting. Apparently, it's the thing to do. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people do like it. Some people don't. If you're one of those likers, then can you like us because or follow us or something? Yeah, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot with everything we do. Yeah. We should start taking shots before the show. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not before noon. All right. Clink, clink. Okay, bye.